you're listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 81 for January 21st, 2016. This week, we talk about how our voices influence our mood, our dream jobs, the latest person the internet is witch hunting, Sarah Palin endorsing Trump, Pokemon, and pimple popping. So stick around for The The Show. One, two, three, clap. Noise. (sighs) Hey, everybody. Oh my God, Joe's like, was that like you or was that just like a voice recording of you? <laughs> it's a, on my end, it sounded like a, like a sound bank and you just like hit a button and said, hi, hey, everybody. everybody. <laughs> yes, Sam, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, Joe's playing on his phone and he just like has cued buttons to respond to me. Speaking about our voices, uh, oh wait, do we want to ask each other how we are first? Because this leads perfectly into my very first article. Okay, so how are you, Joe? I'm good, great. How are you? I'm good. So what's your article? Okay, so <laughs> yeah, let's just dive right into this. I've got some interesting stuff, as I'm sure you do. I mean, as usual, I'm I um, always on top of things. So. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Okay. Not going to encounter that joke, but I'm just going to move on. <laughs> we all know the joke. We'll just move on, yeah. Um, so I found this article this week. It's on spring.org.uk. It's from the UK, so you know it's legit. It's like totes fab. Totes legit. And uh, I think we can both relate to it in at least some sort of way. It says you can feel happier by changing the tone of your voice. What? And basically what they did was they did this study with people where they would play their own voices back to them and they would alter it. They would change the tone slightly. And um, if they altered it like higher, um, it would like induce happiness in them. Where if they like lowered it to make it more of a sad tone, it would like make them sadder. What? And so they're saying that the tone of your voice and how you speak and how you hear yourself, like even through your own head and through your own ears. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else you would hear yourself. But <laughs> through your ass. <laughs> through your asshole. Mm-hmm. It affects your mood. Interesting. And I would say that, well, one thing that you know about me uh, from recording this podcast with me all these many years that we've oh, done yeah. this already it feels oh, like yeah. a century uh-huh. um <laughs> the minute we start recording my voice changes oh yeah turn, it does i turn into a different person and i also force myself to smile even though i know nobody can see me <laughs> but when we're recording the intro and the outro i smile well yeah yeah i feel that i feel like you can hear that in someone's voice when they're smiling you know what i mean you know, now that you mention it, I'm pretty sure I do the exact same thing when we're like doing uh, people's names at the end or when we're doing intro right. and outro. I definitely feel like that I'm probably smiling. Yes. And then normally when we stop recording, I go back to like, like an octave lower and like. My name is Joe. <laughs> My name is Joe. Joe's actually I... a trucker. So. <laughs> I don't know if you guys but didn't I know notice... that. I've uh, another time I've noticed this lately, too, is um, recording with uh, Chris and Elliot. Oh, they've told me that uh, when we're when we're recording a game together, that I sound different and that I speak differently as well. And it's interesting. It's very interesting to me. And I think I'm I notice that I sort of manipulate myself into a happy mood during those times. That's interesting. And I wonder if that's just because like that you're 
it's it kind of like making a video like you know that you're doing something and it's going to be online or if it's just kind of like you start talking happy and then you hear yourself as you're talking happily and so then you want right. to like continue that I think it's a mix of both. Yeah, I think I I think I realize people probably don't want to hear me if I sound depressed. And <laughs> I then mean, as a general rule, <laughs> you know, maybe. But, <laughs> but then I also notice, like, even even forcing myself to laugh cheers me up. Interesting. Like, I yeah. Have, have you ever forced myself? Have to you ever laugh? done that? I'm tr- I'm trying to think of like a moment where I've. Like I legit force. I can't like think of a a time in my life specifically, but I probably have. Let out a good old cackle right now. (laughs) Oh, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Stop. Never. Just don't talk for the rest of the podcast. I'll carry this one. You're like Frodo carrying me up. Oh, wait, no, you don't get that reference because you fell asleep during the second movie in the theater. So. Uh, for your information, I saw like the last part of the third movie on TV the other day. Oh, OK. So. And so I real. Well, I mean, doesn't everybody know what happens anyway? I mean, right. Sort of. Well, does Paris Hilton actually get a new BFF? Paris Hilton throws Nicole Richie into the volcano. OK. And. Kim Kardashian emerges. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so are you saying that Kim Kardashian like is actually from hell? Because I think Kim Kardashian would be Sauron. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god! So what? In is... like a good way. I look up to Sauron. Okay, he's the good guy, right? Yeah. Maybe I watched that the wrong way. I mean, you're an expert on Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> I also think Galadriel should have taken the ring. I mean, and honestly, just ruled she, the world. Yeah, I want, I want an alternate universe where Galadriel just completely fucks everyone over and is just like the Same. queen bee. That would be amazing. Um, but that that's a very interesting article about the yeah. voices, and I don't think I've ever Pay really attention to it this week. See yeah, what if you. Oh, in your, I wanted to ask you about this. In oh. your, um, like your broadcast class that you just had, your oh, yeah. radio class or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, do you notice that you like talk differently in those situations or even in this podcast now? Well, I mean, I, I, I pay attention to what comes in my, out of my mouth a little bit more. I mean, I'm still pretty reckless. I'm kind of an asshole, but... <laughs> I feel like that in the broadcast class, it was it was a very introductory course, but we okay. we got to do a lot more um, speaking in an environment that isn't me and the podcast, like news reading and stuff like that and doing other things off the cuff. And so that helped kind of with that sort of muscle in my brain, I guess. But right. I, I don't really notice my voice changing. Um, I, I didn't notice it really changing in the in the class, mainly because that. It probably, like you said, it probably changes for the podcast. And I've been doing the podcast for like, what, almost two years now. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I know that other people in the in my broadcasting class noticed it because we always would um, like when we would do our projects, the, it would get played back to the class. Like it would be kind of an, an open ended discussion and see how everyone did and kind of like an open ended critique, which I think was good because broadcasted media is going to be viewed or listened to by some sort of public. And so it's going to be judged in that manner. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally feel like that I'm going to pay attention a little bit more to that now and see if I can make myself happier by just acting happier or something. I don't know. Ever since you've started doing the podcast, because 
until this point, were th- was there any way where you listened to your voice regularly? No. And like, like I, I, and everyone talks about that, especially YouTubers when they start making videos or people in broadcasting. Right. Is they're always like, I always I just I hate the sound of my own voice. Like, I don't think I'm going to get over it. And I have like the gayest, nasliest, like weirdest white boy voice ever. <laughs> and I got over it. Like, I have to edit these things. This is the 80s. First episode that Joe and I have done. That's 81 plus hours that I've had to go through and listen to my voice a little bit. I mean, I don't listen to it all the way, but I have to like edit little parts and, you know, add the voicemail and blah, blah, blah. But I, I totally have gotten used to it. Like I when you work with a medium that much, that's your own voice. Of course, you're going to think it's awful the first you know few times, but you get used to it. So, right. I think I'm very, very comfortable with I don't necessarily like my voice, Mm -hmm. but I don't like I used to look at it as sort of like a negative thing about me. Yeah, same. I I think a lot of people do that, especially when they're first starting out. Right. And also getting like comments about it. Like, yeah, it's like you sound so gay and like, (laughs) but now I'm just I'm so used to it. And when people it's it's weird for me when I think I have a very good understanding of how my voice sounds now. Yeah, and it's totally. It's weird to me when people don't have that. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't know. I just want to like sit them down in a room and like put on headphones and make them hear their own voice until they're comfortable with it. Yeah, definitely. And especially with like, you because... Just force you, them. I mean, you've done a lot more than just listen to your voice in video when you're editing. You know, you've done... You're doing the podcast, obviously. Um, you've done music in the past. And that involves like editing your singing voice, which is part of your voice but it's like at a, at a different it's on a different hierarchy because you're singing tones so you really have a good understanding of how your your voice box really works oh and then the visual aspect i've oh my god oh, yeah. i just this past week i had my nine year youtube anniversary as disney kid one. Oh my god and nine oh years god. of disney nine kid years one. of seeing myself weekly in video it's it's a weird weird thing to think about nine Um, years imagine next year when it's 10 years do you think you'll be dead by then (laughs) i think i'll do it i think that'll be the end i think i'll yeah i'll schedule an upload and i'll just say you're watching this i'm already dead if you're watching this the lobotomy was a success (laughs) oh my god that could be your last video like my lobotomy like like uh, what are those like what's in my bag like what's in my brain video what's in my brain and like show pieces of my brain oh i wish though going off of that too though i we've talked about this before i i think i know too much of how i look and it being on video for these past nine years has made me more self-conscious than less self-conscious of that yeah in in the sense that like when I'm talking to somebody, like when they're sitting across from me at a table, mm-hmm. I I think about where the lighting is coming from in oh the my room God. because my left side is my best side, and so I try to sit when I'm talking to people where the the light is stronger on the left. Now, and it, I'll even it, turn my head to the right so that my oh the my left God. side of my face is pointed towards them. That's because insane. I'm so self conscious, and I wish I didn't have that. I wish I had not seen myself all these years. To know all of these little details about my face to pick myself apart like this. Well, what I'm what I'm curious about is, is that a conscious decision that you're making in those moments or is it more subconscious where you're 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 more like doing that? Like when you think about it afterwards, you're like, oh, I did that because of this reason. Or when you're in the situation, you're like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to turn my head this way and the light is there. 
I think it's a mix now because, well, people that I'm comfortable being around with, like when I meet someone for the first time, I definitely pay a very conscious, I like put effort into those decisions. Mm -hmm. But like when I'm hanging out with you, like I, you know what I look like. And yeah, you know, we both we, look like Oscar around. the Grouch. IRL, exactly. So. <laughs> there's nothing to, there's no one to impress. So I don't feel like I'm hiding anything around you. Whereas when I meet someone who's only seen me in my videos and yeah. I'm meeting them for the first time, you feel kind I of obligated do. to keep up this expectation that's in your videos. Exactly. I like, I, I'm very conscious about like controlling the situation to the extent where I will, if I'm meeting them like out for dinner or something, I'll like look up the venue. Oh my and, God. Like, see where the lighting is best. Cause you know, you can find like indoor pictures of the places a lot these days mm -hmm. and i'll like be like oh I, if i sit on this side this is going to be in the afternoon the sun's going to be coming in this window mm -hmm. so it's going to be strong on this side of the table and oh i'll like God. guide us there when we get there <laughs> meanwhile like i went on a date the other day and like i rolled out of bed and was like what shirt smells clean <laughs> And then I walked out the door. <laughs> like, Sam is living in garbage, P.S. P.S. I am right living in garbage. <laughs> Let me tell the story because like I, I told this to Joe Go before ahead, we started you recording. Can do it. But um, so my roommate, my best friend, she like knocked on my door and came into my trash of a room the other day. And I keep my door closed because I'm fucking embarrassed and like I live in filth, but I have to keep up with the aesthetic anyway. So she goes in and she hops on my bed because she's so excited to tell me that she has a date this week, which is weird, but like super cool for her. So we're talking, whatever, and then she glances <laughs> to like that like subtle sort of shade. I mean, like whatever, like she like, has a date, like whatever. Unintentional shade. <laughs> no, it's no, really no, weird no. that she has a date. Yeah, like I don't know that. why she has a date and I'm sitting here in trash, but like whatever. Like guys don't even see me. Uh, but um, so she glances at the ground and she's like, Sam, what is that? And I look down and it's a <laughs> I shit you not, on the floor, a dried ball of macaroni and cheese that is not in a bowl but it has somehow launched itself and dried it's like a solid mass on my floor and she's like sam we need to talk and i'm like i know so i've been cleaning my room today so did you taste it <laughs> no i mean it's like it's the consistency of dried macaroni now because like it's dry just take uh, a bite out of it. I bet it's like a Rice Krispie treat now. I, I bet it's like a fucking rock and I'm going to have to get dental implants later if I <laughs> actually go through with that. And then I told you about, um, in, I think whenever you like live on your own or like away from your parents, you resort, you, we all go back to like this primal oh, stage yeah, primitive or fight or like, flight. I, like if I don't have to do shit, I'm not going to do it. I used to walk around on like my arms like a gorilla <laughs> when I lived alone. I would not wear pants. You're I was not, shitting me. I am not shitting you. I would walk <laughs> on my arms like a gorilla. <laughs> just be. I'm just imagining you just like Joe the contortionist crab walking around just like with like pizza rolls on his back grunting. <laughs> literally because i just didn't want my like cold the, my feet to touch the cold floor or something i don't even know why i did it because you're insane and, um, that's why you did it i remember my dishes being so dirty that i would instead of washing them i would just throw them away like ceramic <laughs> dishware i was just over it i just throw you know, here's a porcelain bowl that i ate out of the night ago and i'm just gonna throw it away <laughs> i don't even want to wash it Sometimes you just got to live in trash, man. You I know. mean, yeah, that's my current life. 
But yeah, uh, you, maybe you'll find some while you're cleaning. You'll like find some little treats around your room. I'm, or I'll find like dead rats under my bed. Yeah, maybe dead rats. <laughs> I'll send, send them, them to, to you. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we both we were both on the same page on that one. Like, you know. It's like dinner here. <laughs> oh God, good. Um, Joe is also telling me that you guys are potentially going to get iced in. So you basically packed all. You went panic room on your we your ass, and you have uh-huh. little snacks just in case y'all get um frozen forever yeah. i opened up the pantry today and it was like packed full of snacks and we don't generally lately we don't really keep snacks in the house mm-hmm. and um i that's when i knew my parents <laughs> told me we were probably there was a good chance we're gonna get iced in tonight so we'll see how it goes bunker down how's the snow there is it do you like have snow constantly all no, winter sort of? No, we don't have snow constantly, but like we had um it snowed a couple inches over the weekend, but today it was kind of sunny so a lot of it have, has melted. Um okay. so it's it's Montana especially in this sort of time like end of January, February, it's less pretty snow and more just like slushy cuz things are like melting and then freezing again and then melting and then freezing again and then you get a little bit of snow, but it's slowly progressively melting but there's a lot of snow so it takes forever so it's just mm, like you know a, really gross looking snow that just like hangs around oh yeah like the like dirty In parking gross. lot oh yeah mm-hmm. that's you know so don't don't come here it's not pretty right now because it's just like dirty ass snow everywhere darn it i was booking my flight to montana i know you were i'm gonna feed you to a moose <laughs> I mean, he'd probably just gnaw on you like a piece of jerky and then realize that there's nothing really there and then he'd just throw you away. Just be chewing on bone. Um, I do have a little announcement to make. I just wanted to let everyone know that Wendy Williams has been renewed until the year 2020. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. So if well, anyone was panicking. Goodness. <laughs> How long has that show been on? Oh, God, it's been on a while. What's interesting is she knows that the show's trash. I don't know if she knows that she's trash. But uh, she knows but. the show's trash. I, I know it's been on since, uh, you know, at least like 2008, I'm assuming. Okay. Wow. That'll have been a long run then. I know. Yeah. And, you know, it got renewed until 2020 and it's it's only 2016 right now. So it seems like what channel does it even come on? Oh, Do you, does anybody know? I... Is it one of those like midday sort of shows? Oh yeah, it's like it, or it's, something. It's on in the morning, like at ten a.m. or something. Oh okay. okay. I think it's on like, I think it's on like Fox or something. Interesting. Like your local Fox. I think it, I think it's I think it's one of those where I think it depends on your area. It could either be okay. on ABC or Fox or whatever your local affiliate is. But I don't. I just watch it online. Whatever. One of my friends actually posted on Facebook the other day that Wendy Williams is the Donald Trump of daytime talk shows, and that is. And do you agree with this? I absolutely agree with it, and <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna fucking defend <laughs> Wendy Williams. She's an absolute trash bag of a host, but I love her anyway because I love problematic people. Apparently, she's a good host, though, right? I mean, the, it's the things that she says. That oh yeah, are no, she's, dumb. she's she's great and she's friendly, but, she's but great she at just interviews is. And... She just oh god, this shit that flies out of her mouth. She just does not think before she speaks. Speaking so. of shit flying out of your mouth, mm-hmm. just a gentle reminder that Katy Perry once compared her songs to Anne Frank's diary. What? That's just a. <laughs> I don't. I just, don't know if this is this true. 
This is true. It was in a 2008 interview. Uh, I used to have it bookmarked on my computer because I would read it every once in a while. Oh, my God, you're shitting me. <laughs> every once. You know my feelings towards Katie. Well, I know. And I know that you have a bookmark folder for her, too. So <laughs> I've got a book. It's just like it's, I bring it out. Every, it's like a burn book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Katie a Katie Perry. Perry burn book. But just a gentle reminder. She wants uh, sort of have- subtly. Do you have the exact quote on you right now? Because I really want to hear it. I know exactly where it is. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> just going to find it. Interview. I know exactly. Yeah, here it is. Let me just control F. <laughs> and yep, got it. Joe's putting on his reading glasses. Um. <laughs> okay, this is an interesting interview. I went, okay, everybody just needs to read this interview in general. It was done in 2008. I could give Katy Perry the benefit of the doubt. But why would you? That she's, she's learned since then. Um, but uh, it's on thenewgay.net. I'm sure if you type in the new gay uh, Katy Perry interview, it or if you up. just type in Katy Perry and Frank, it might come up. It might come up then. Uh, let's see. It says, the interviewer said, but don't you think the whole song, he was questioning her about, you remember her first two singles were like, you're so gay. And oh, remember I that. You're so gay and you don't even like boys. Like, how is exactly. that not an insult, Katy? And so he was questioning her about that. And he said, but I don't think the whole song, but don't you think the whole song just falls back on a lot of stereotypes and old jokes about gay people, like every gay guy being sensitive and well-dressed. And she said, no, I think that there isn't any one type of gay person. I've met a ton of different gay people. I wasn't stereotyping anyone in particular. I was talking about an ex-boyfriend. All these songs are very personable. They're personal. They're straight out of a dear diary situation, but my Anne Frank is now being exposed to the world. So an indirect, I don't know if that's an indirect or a direct comparison. She did say her Anne Frank. So, you know. So she, her, her diary of Anne Frank, AKA her first pop album. (laughs) First pop album. Yes. Let's not forget. She had a Christian album before that album. Oh Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Sorry to drag her in another podcast. I mean, I feel like that we've, we've at least dragged her three times in a row in our podcast. So it's kind of a theme now. It's a very interesting interview. I will say that. Well, I'm going to have to read it after I continue to learn how to read. Yes. Totes, totes. Yes. Use it as your reading, your first reading materials. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Baby's first article. Speaking of really shitty people, um, today Sarah Palin announced her support for Donald Trump. What do you think about that? I think that. (laughs) (laughs) I think. I think I don't know. I it's it's hard for me to ever. I mean, obviously, it's hard to ever take Sarah Palin seriously. Is she even involved in politics anymore? Like, what does she do? That's kind of my tinfoil hat conspiracy is that like, you know, all all of her kids are getting fame. Like Bristol Palin had her second child out of wedlock. So she's getting fame. And then today her son just got arrested for domestic abuse. Um, and so Her, wait, Sarah Palin's son yes, or Sarah, Bristol's? Okay. I was about to say that's a, like a baby. <laughs> Bristol. No, no. Bristol's son is like three or something. I don't know. Don't quote oh, okay. me on that. So Sarah Palin's children are getting are, you know, getting in the news recently, and Sarah hasn't been in the spotlight. So of course the one thing that she can do is to do something crazy because she's Sarah Palin. So why not support your, you know, campaign shit for Donald Trump? Like why not make a goddamn press announcement? So that's what she did today. So good job, Sarah. Stay in Alaska. 
Speaking of the uh, political conspiracy theories. Ooh, do you have um, one? Well, I don't know if it's a theory or if it's truth. I don't, I haven't researched it enough, but I, I do see. know it happened here in Arkansas. I do know uh, something about it. Either one of our senators or representatives or something, I believe he was a Republican. He endorsed Bernie Sanders. <gasps> what? And they're sort of saying that the Republicans are pushing for him because they think they have a better chance of beating him than Hillary. Interesting. So who Ooh. knows what's going on? Who can never be sure? Who can never be sure? Who, someone's feeling the burn in Arkansas, apparently. We definitely don't need former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee as the next president. Oh I can my tell God. you that much. I, I I do this thing where I hate watch the Republican debates, and I know I've talked about it before, but it's it's one of my favorite pastimes, and I've been enjoying it because there's been there's so many Republican candidates in the U.S. Uh, election. You know, we don't know who the who the nominee is going to be. That it, there's been so many of these debates with all these you know dudes and Carly Fiorina, whatever, debating in the Republican reign, and it's just hilarious. And I, it's one of my favorite pastimes. So this my, Mike Huckabee has been pretty good. Um, he's, he's he allowed pretty now. good as in pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah, like like it's pretty. You know, you're hate watching, so good as in absolutely horrible, disgusting trash of a human being. Uh, no. <laughs> Let me just let everyone know. I've mm -hmm. lived through his ruling and you don't want it. No. <laughs> you don't want it. This well, just come straight from the horse's mouth here. Well, what's what's interesting is I was actually reading a, an article today. Um, in Montana, we have a, a Democratic governor. Montana is a very weird state in the union because it's either the reddest blue state or the bluest red state. Um, and so we have representatives that are in you know the House and Senate that are both Democratic and Republican. And then we have a Democratic governor. Well, the governor seats up in 2016. And one guy that is announcing that he's running tomorrow, we're recording this on a Tuesday, is a Republican. And um, he's notoriously anti-LGBT. And um, people, there's already articles online. It was like on BuzzFeed News or something. And like BuzzFeed is dog shit. But like when Mon Montana's in BuzzFeed, you know shit's up. And they went through his like campaign finance records or something and like the top 10 organizations that were donors to him in some sort of political sense were all like focus on the family, like anti-gay, anti-lesbian, anti-same-sex marriage, anti-everything that's not a straight, cis, white, male bullshit organizations. And so he's just getting slammed and he hasn't even announced that he's going to be running for governor. Like, so I'm going to see what happens with that. But hopefully oh, we don't get interesting. a... He could be our Mike Huckabee. Who knows? Who knows? Who can never be sure? Who can never be sure? But what I do know of is that um, I have a Celebrity Big Brother update because a lot has happened because everything happens. Like there's an episode every week and we haven't had a podcast for a week. So it's been like seven days and I, I need to just get something out there. Do you want to hear about it? Okay, I think it will happen whether or not I do. So <laughs> very begin. true. So um, <laughs> like immediately after the podcast last week, there was a situation because this was when David Bowie died last week. Um, and so Tiffany, I love New York. She's one of the house people. Um, and Angie, the girl who um, is David Bowie's ex-wife, is also in the house. Well, she um, obviously the the producers told Angie that her ex-husband died 
and they were like, you know, do you want to stay in the house? Like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I, I haven't seen him in like 10 years. It's sad. Like she cried a little bit, but she said that she, you know, she's going to stay in the house. Well, so she, she tells the producers this and then she goes back into the house and she's kind of sad. So people are asking her what's up and she doesn't want to say anything. And then Tiffany, New York, like, you know, shuffles her over to a corner to have, you know, a kiki, have a little girl time, see if she can get whatever the fuck's wrong with Angie out of her. Because, you know, New York's like the rest of us. She's a gossip queen. And um, so Angie finally says, well, OK, well, I, I'll tell you, but you can't tell anyone else in the house. I don't want it to be a big deal. So Tiffany's oh like, God. OK, she's the last person I would tell something I, that was I a know. secret. So I, I'm already like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> And then, like, we people are realizing in this moment, like, wait, like, what is she going to say? Because there's a contestant in the house who's older and his name is David Guest. Just keep that in mind. So Angie said to um, New York, honey, David's died. And New York is like, what? You're shitting me. So she's she like she's like, who died? Like, what is this? And she so Angie keeps saying. David's dead, honey. I'm sorry. David has died. And so New York starts freaking out because she thinks that the old guy in the house, who's one of the contestants, has fucking died. And, and he's so, like dead in the house somewhere. Yeah, and she and he's like dead in the house somewhere. And so New York is like <laughs> screaming and like running around. And Angie's like, I like, why are you reacting like this? Like, it's a super like overreaction. And New York starts screaming and like goes and runs and tells the other housemates that David's dead. And everyone's like, what? Where's David? Like, how do you know this? So it's this huge fucking catastrophe. That this happened. sounds scripted, honestly. It, but like the thing is, is it wasn't like I. it doesn't look like it was scripted. If it was, they did it super well. But like I. I mean, obviously, they didn't like, you know, kill off <laughs> David Bowie just for this. But I feel like they made the best out of it or something. Oh, yeah. No, they they took this like the producers took the situation and ran with it because right. the entire episode was basically like this. And um, so, yeah, so Tiffany didn't New York didn't realize that it was David Bowie that died. And so she gets mad at Angie and like it's it was like in the fucking tabloids and the whole nine after the episode aired. Um, well, so. it sounds like a house full of idiots as oh, expected, as expected. And it was just <laughs> it was painful to watch, too, because like I need to look up clips of that. There are like it, it, went, it went viral on Tumblr. Like it was so interesting to see it kind of like blow up because it was so fucking ridiculous. And New York is a psychopath. But oh. this might be like this might be a season I actually need to check out. But I, then again, I say that every week and then again, I don't. Well, the thing is, is like there. I'll just watch the good parts that you tell me to watch. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll link you some some clips you can watch. And, and, and you okay. know, the, the best parts, especially for an American watcher or anyone, really, because a lot of the other UK housemates are basically nobodies, is that um, the, the only parts that you really need to watch is the things with the American people that, you know, so basically anything that involves New York is probably a good thing to watch but it's probably good so that's my celebrity big brother update tiffany's fucking wow. crazy and she misinterprets everything so good update that was actually a rather interesting story <laughs> i mean it's much better to watch but i mean i tried to i tried to do it justice so i watched some videos speaking of tumblr you mentioned Ooh. tumblr yes i did um so i'm not like active on tumblr much these days so mm -hmm. maybe you will know about this uh, I found this article this week um, about, do you know who John Arbuckle is? I don't, I don't think I know who that is. 
He is a cartoon character. He is Garfield's owner. Oh, okay. John Arbuckle. There is apparently a campaign going around uh, of people who hate him. What? Severely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Believe there's a Tumblr called I Hate John Arbuckle. I see. Um, I'm I'm having trouble determining whether or not it's real or not. The article says that it's real. There's an FAQ on the page that says it's real. But basically they call him like an an animal abuser. There's like this one comic strip where he like, I guess he runs over a mime or something. But I mean, it's a comic strip. It's It's, Garfield. It's it's Garfield. (laughs) They're saying he's abusive. They're saying he thinks Jar Jar Binks was great in Star Wars. I don't know where they're pulling these facts from. I mean, honestly, um, I feel like that Tumblr has pitchforked (laughs) enough real people in real life that they'll finally have gotten bored enough to go after someone who's actually fictional. Like they... I don't know. They ran out of real life targets to go, you know, ape shit after or something. The uh, as the author puts it, according to this article, uh, they say he or she, I don't know. Although John Arbuckle has never done anything to me personally, I have empathy. So I care about the people and animals he has hurt. Because a cartoon character (laughs) has hurt millions of people physically. There are apparently some allied blogs that have popped up as well. Ban John Arbuckle. (sighs) Hate Don Jarbuckle. Oh, that's a joke one. Oh, God. Anyway, so keep an eye out for this. I'm very interested to see where it goes and where it's going in the future. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, the, the sane part of me is like, this is a fucking joke. This has to be a joke. But then the other part of me is like, you know what? This is the internet, and Anything people have hated on the weirder. Yeah, people have hated weirder things than this. So I wouldn't put it past anybody to hate a cartoon character <sighs> this much. I I don't even I don't even know how to respond to this because this the the awful thing is that this could be dead serious or it could be satire. Like there's no way to really know there's because no Tumblr way is that ridiculous. And even if the blog itself is a joke, there may be some followers who are actually like really into this. Oh, I'm sure like, some people got their pitchforks raised up. <laughs> who have been like just ready for this and who have hated John Arbuckle all of these years. It's <laughs> the same with um, a lot of people really hate. I've noticed this on the Internet. They really hate Peggy Hill. And she yeah, was oh, always yeah. like an inspiration to what later Peggy Hill was at the at the beginning of the show. She was very she was a little bit more conservative and stuff. But later on in the show, she was very um, I would say she was very feminist oriented. Yeah, she was a very feminist character. And um, I loved her growing up. I thought she was amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really see blogs just like shitting on her saying they love the show. Everything about King of the Hill except Peggy Hill. Yeah. I know I've I've seen that I've seen that on this website called Reddit. Have you heard of it? Um, I have heard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, It's really interesting because Reddit really. um, There's something about women that Reddit absolutely (laughs) hates. Did you uh, just throw it down, brother? It's not like I mean Reddit, whatever. I mean (laughs) I'm a dude, so they'll probably go easy on me. But it's interesting because like they hate Hillary Clinton, probably because she's a woman. They hate Peggy Hill, probably because she's a woman. You know, who else? Honestly. 
Yeah, everyone. <laughs> but no, I have, I've seen I've seen literal Peggy Hill hate blogs on the internet about it Peggy is very Hill. Interesting. And, yeah, uh, it's odd. Now that you mention it, like every political article on Reddit that I read, like the comments are always like so anti-Hillary. It's weird. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if they're all like fourteen-year-old boys in their basement. Like me. I don't know because they write better than any other website. I know. The, at least that, the top the, comments do. Yeah, exactly. That's the really like disconcerting part. I was like, I hope that like. I like, thought they were like 30 and older. Yeah, maybe they're just like 30 year old, really well educated misogynists. I don't really know. <laughs> is that a, is that like a, is that possible? Is that an oxymoron? I, I mean, don't I don't know. I mean, it may be Reddit's breeding them in a little. Who can never be sure? Who can never be sure? On a more positive note, I'm going to go from misogyny to Pokemon because Pokemon's a little more fun. Yay! Um, so more information's come out recently about the um, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow kind of virtual console reboots for the Nintendo 3DS that's coming out in a while i think either march or something it's coming up mm-hmm. have you heard anything about this do you no or... i haven't followed it like pretty much at all well what are your opinions because there's there's people who absolutely love red blue and yellow the original pokemon games for the game boy and there's people who like think they're the worst games ever made and so i don't think i've ever asked you what you thought of the original three pokemon games my favorite pokemon game and this is because i also view it through rose colored glasses is red like that was the first one i ever played i got it immediately when it came out i fucking loved it i was super obsessed i played the hell out of it Mm -hmm. um i remember every single thing about that game but if i were to like go back and play it it's just like going back and playing the first tomb raider game for me like yeah it's almost unbearable now because we've been exposed to like better graphics better story better pretty much everything color (laughs) yeah the thing better everything works and so so basically, Nintendo's re-releasing um, the the first three Pokemon games for the, the Nintendo 3DS, but it's not necessarily an emulation because they um, they fixed the trading system so you can trade with friends online instead of with a link cable back in the 90s, which right. is interesting. But they, um, I I was talking with some friends about this, and I wasn't we couldn't really come to a conclusion whether or not it would be successful or not due to the fact like. Because the games, they're decent, but they aren't, you know, when you think about it at the end of the day. Are the graphics updated, too? No, no. I know nothing about it. No, it's like, it's the original It's like a port, basically. It's a a port with some enhancements, but nothing, like, too drastic. Like, the trading system's enhanced. Are they even colored now? I don't know. I I don't think so. I think they're keeping that for kind of a nostalgia factor. Like, it's not like Heart Gold, Soul Silver, where they basically remade the game. Rebooted, sort of, right? No, it's like a it's like a a port, basically, of the original Game Boy version with some added enhancements. I don't think I would like that, Ben. I don't think. No, it would be nice to know that I could own that again. I still have my red cartridge. Oh, I still have all three of my original cartridges. But I don't have anything to put it in. Like, I can't play it. Exactly. Um, It's just, like, there as, like, a monument. Like, the Rosetta Stone Pokemon. I know that my Charizard is on it, and he will be on that forever. Until, like, I guess the internal battery dies. It may have already. I mean, the internal battery dies with you in it. So (laughs) I'll be buried with my Pokemon (laughs) Red cartridge, but I don't think I would play it again. Well, yeah, that that's kind of the the thing that I really couldn't 
gauge. I'm sure it'll it, sell well. Like, no. I mean, I, I know it'll sell well, but I'm I'm curious if people are going to play this as much as they initially think. Like, is the nostalgia factor going to be that powerful where people are going to like super thoroughly enjoy red, blue, yellow again um, for the games they are and not through, like you said, rose colored glasses. So I don't Oh, now that we're talking more about it. Part of me is like yearning for it. <laughs> yeah. See, like that's kind of my problem is I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. Like I, oh, no. I want to, but I kind of don't, but I kind of do. Depends on the price as well. If that's the price true. is like, if the, if it's cost as much as like a new Pokemon game, I oh, would say I, no. I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. I think it's gonna, it'll probably be like twenty bucks or less. I would assume. I would, I would probably get it for like fifteen or twenty or so, just for the just to sit down in bed and just have that again. Yeah, one last time. One last time before I die. <laughs> <laughs> get that Charizard one last time. That Charizard. Oh my god, I lost. Actually, I say that Charizard is still on that cartridge, and I've lost that Charizard though. Wait, what happened? So it I was level 100, like got him there on my own. Like oh my god, OG bitch. OG Charizard. Um, so wait, do you remember the N64? Do you remember Pokemon Stadium? Oh yeah, I had both Pokemon Stadium one and two, mostly for the minigames, but like, you mm-hmm. know. He's been transferred through several different cartridges. I know that. And he was in one of my Pokemon stadiums at one point. And I still have my Pokemon stadium cartridge. I looked for him last time, though, and he wasn't on it. So I don't really know where he is at this moment. The one that got away. I know. It's very tragic. Oh, my God. Praying for you. He's alive in my heart. And he's probably on a cartridge in my closet somewhere. You know, slowly dying. If I just had, (laughs) if I had like all of my old systems, I could like transfer them all the way up eventually, maybe. I'm just imagining one of those scenes in a movie about the past. Like someone (laughs) goes to like an an old relic museum of electronics and they find like a dusty old original Game Boy Color. Oh, oh God, that'll be us. It's a good Charizard. Got me through some times, man. Got you through some times. Well, I mean, Pokemon is definitely both favorite things for us, but we have other favorite things this week, don't we, Joe? That's right. And these are a few of our favorite things. What a transition. What a transition. Uh, You want to go first? Um, Yeah, so I have a couple different favorite things. It all kind of revolves around, like, YouTube and whatever. Um, I have a favorite thing of just today that I kind of refound. Um, I okay, so you know when your sinuses get plugged? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I make sure everyone knows that feeling. And then, like people it use hurts. neti, well, yeah, and people use neti pots and shit to like you know try to drain your sinuses and whatever. Um, I have been watching videos today and I found them like a year ago, but I kind of, you know, when you have those moments where you rediscover videos that you haven't really seen in a long time. Right. Well, th- this was a situation where I was watching these um, sinoplasty videos where mm. what so it's these people with like sinuses that are so inflamed and so like closed off that they're like that for years. Imagine having that feeling for years that's horrifying to me both my dad and my sister had to get sinus surgery really where they like like clean out your sinuses like scrub them out like get everything out of them and i remember my sister having like stints pushed up her nose 
like interesting having them pulled out but well, me and my mom never had it well l- lucky for you um so what this thing is it's called a sinoplasty and it kind of makes sense after you figure out what it is so they stick this rod up your nose and into your sinus like the the little area that kind of contracts and opens for your sinuses the the part of your sinus that essentially just gets uh that gets inflamed and gets closed off and they stick a like a little balloon in between them and then they inflate the balloon and it like it like breaks the skin and you know when you think of rhinoplasty you're breaking your nose essentially what the sinoplasty is doing is it's like rupturing this so the area is wider so then you actually have like breathing room through your sinus Oh my and god, Dr. Ravioli. In Dr. The house. Ravioli over here. And I don't know, Paging man. Dr. Ravioli. Like I watch, like I'm I'm that motherfucker that is subscribed to Dr. Pipple Popper on YouTube because Ugh. I get I get really mm, lovely feelings when pimples get popped and things are oozing. Like it's it I am that weird bitch. But there's like a hundred thousand of us out there. So I know there's someone else in the podcast that's listening right now. So rediscovering these videos. Yeah. Is your- so that's kind of my favorite thing this week. And um, another another thing is that I my roommate has started a very classic anime that she's watched many, many times before, but I've never watched. I've watched a couple episodes and it's called Cowboy Bebop. Have you heard of it? I have. I've seen part of there's a movie. As yeah, well. there, yeah, there's a movie and I think there's 26 or 27 episodes. I think I've seen the movie. My one of my college friends was really into it. Um, yeah, and so she wanted to, ooh, 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 I was going to sneeze, but I didn't. Um, so one of, uh, it was probably one of her favorite animes ever, and it was the first anime that was ever aired on Toonami back in the day, like, which is, I didn't know of. I had no idea that was even a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really good so far. I'm like four or five episodes in, and it's supposed to get really good. It's, it's not about cowboys. It's not Western. It's right. It's basically just like these guys in a ship and they're bounty hunters. And it's, you know, there's a corgi dog that's super cute. And it's just it's very well dubbed. And it came out in late 90s, early 2000s, I think. And so pimple popping vids, sinoplasty and cowboy bebop are my favorite things this week. So wow, good favorite things. I mean, it's kind of a hodgepodge of of pus and Blu-rays. Uh, so. ugh, ugh. I enjoy seeing like dead things and dead people, mm. but I cannot watch pimple popping for. I like I'm fine with pimp, popping my own pimples. Oh yeah, but like seeing it, it happen to others just like actually makes me vom. See, like I get a little nauseous, but like my like I'm so intrigued by it that it keeps me going. Mm. I'm fucked up. It's fine. I guess you share that with a lot of people, though. Those videos get a lot of views. Yeah, exactly. I, I you know, it's not just me. So. <sighs> what about you, Joe? Okay. I know that you. Things. I know your favorite thing probably isn't pimple popping or it getting your not. sinuses broken, but I'm sure it's something equally as interesting. I have a couple things as well. Ooh. Uh, the first one is Chris came and visited me. <gasps> Chris um, K, one of our Chris patrons. K, one of our patrons, also one of my online besties who has been on the gaming channel a lot with me. He's so been you in could some say streams. that you like made him who he is today. I mean, you could say that. That. <laughs> And you would be right, so Uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) he'll listen to that and disagree, but that's fine. (laughs) He'll be like, Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, His family, him and his parents were passing through uh, Arkansas. It's the only 
way, you know, you mm-hmm. just pass through it. And um, he got here like really late, but we stayed up all night and we made a Ouija board and we went to Taco Bell and we just had a nice little slumber party. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, we had a blast. I really enjoyed it. So Um, so you guys, you made a you made a Ouija board. You didn't buy one. No, no, no. They're Sam. Come on, they're more powerful <laughs> when you make them yourself. Oh, excuse me. I usually get mine on sale at Goodwill. We were trying to contact the spirit of. So apparently, my great—I think it was great-great-great-grandfather was a murderer. I guess whatever. I mean, okay, I, and, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it makes we sense tr- now that I I know that he's a murderer, and I know you. <laughs> We were trying to contact both him and the person he murdered. So it didn't work out. Oh, we used the shot glass, though, from VidCon as the (gasps) planchette. You know, our light up shot glasses. Uh huh. (laughs) We used that as the planchette, which was very strobe lighty, very seizure inducing. But that was so it was like contacting the dead and having a rave at the same time. Literally. Oh, we should explain these. We all had these um, custom. Did Cassie make them? Cassie? I, uh, yeah, I think Cassie made them. Well, uh, whoever, one of the trolls uh, bedazzled these shot glasses that had a button on the bottom that like strobe. They st- had strobe lights on them. They were so, just uh, incredible. We used that as the planchette, planchette, whatever. So that whatever was fun. That was a lot of fun. We. He had to leave really early the next day. So I think we only ended up getting like a couple hours of sleep, but we had a blast. Oh, that's Um, so funny. My second thing is Mm -hmm. something I've rediscovered as well. Just like you've rediscovered pimple popping videos. Uh, But mine is uh, different. (laughs) (laughs) Did you rediscover your sexuality? I rediscovered my sexuality and what a sexual person I am. No. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) There was this uh, skincare product I used probably, it's been at least two or three years since I've used it last. And I remember, I always really liked it. Is this this, Uh, the thing that you Snapchatted? No, 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 no. What did I, no, that was different. That was just the thing that I, a mask that I picked up in Seattle. Oh, okay, okay. Um, This is not a, not a Japanese or Korean thing. Surprise, surprise. Ooh, that is a surprise. called Green Cream. Green cream. uh, It's a high potency retinol that you can get over the counter because, you know, uh, like tretinoin sorts of retinol you have to get through with a prescription in Mm -hmm. the USA. Uh, So this is like really powerful over the counter. Um, And I used to I used to love, love, love it, like in my early to mid ish 20s. And um I think I stopped using it because it's a little bit more expensive. There's three different levels, level three, six, and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I reordered the six, the mid-level, and I forgot just how amazing it is. Like it's oh, my a, God. It's a night cream. You just use like a very little amount. I'll probably end up using it like every other night or something. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, my God, I love it. So it's does, great. It, does it Does it melt your skin off? Do you just turn into Skeletor in the morning? Basically, well, a lot of people do go through, you know, a peeling period before, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But um, it's like it a makes, rebirth. It is like a rebirth. <laughs> it makes my skin so much softer. I absolutely adore it. I forgot how much I loved it. My skin's been sort of a mess recently because mm-hmm. you remember I had that rash. Oh, yeah. And after that's been like going away, 
um, when it was like sort of like dry, scabby over a little bit, mm-hmm. it like messed with the facial hair as well. So that skin got really irritated. I'm sure oh, this no. is just great for everyone to hear about. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like re it's rebirthed me. Oh, my God. Joe is just getting expelled from his new womb. <laughs> I love it. I'll probably showcase it in a video eventually. I wish I could get them to sponsor me so I wouldn't have to pay for it myself. But you know what? It's fine. Because when I use it, I use less other things. Okay. Because it it does a whole lot of different things at once. Mm -hmm. So I end up like not using my night cream or only using it every other night. You could say that it's saving you money. You could say that. And you, you could would be say <laughs> sort of right, sort of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, you're on the right track, but you're not quite there. But that's how I'm going to justify it. I and you can never spend too much to keep looking gorgeous. Do you know, what I, I mean, mean, very true, very true. true. I agree with it's you your, on that. It's your that's your announcement to the world. Y- yeah. Sure. Oh, speaking of which, I did use the last face mask that you gave me today in the oh bath. Oh my god! Is there a big lots near you? Um, there actually there's a big lots that opened near my parents' house in my hometown, but I don't know if there is in Missoula. I'll have to check. You need to look it up, girl. How much were those? Do you remember? Uh, they they're either a dollar or a dollar fifty or something like that per pack. Oh, they're so worth it. Oh my god. Yeah, they are soups cheap. Uh, well, Treat I'm gonna have yourself. to go on a an expedition for face masks because you got me hooked, bitch. So. Yep, I gotcha. And those are that's nice because you can't really overuse face masks. Exactly, which is like, it's the, like I, it's the like sheet mask treat. ones, like the uh, the ones that you put on your face. You can mm-hmm. definitely overuse, but sheet masks should all be very moisturizing. Yes, so. very true. Well, good. You're looking gorgeous lately. I mean, thank you. Like, I'm the best. So. I mean, you'll never be me, but. I mean, I'll never be Joe. So. <laughs> thank God I'll never be you. Let's be real. Good favorite things this week. Good favorite things. Yeah, good favorite things. Um, But we do have both a voicemail and a text this week, I think. We do. Uh, I guess we will start off with this text. Okay. Uh, it is from Georgia. Georgia. And it says, hi, Sam and Joe. I'm Ashley from Atlanta. First off, let me say I love your podcast. It got me through my closing shifts at McDonald's, and now it gets me through my data entry job. Speaking of jobs, my question is, what was your dream job as a kid? Is it the same now? If someone offered you that job now, would you take it? Anyway, thanks for reading my question and keep up the great work. Ooh, well, thank you so much, Ashley Katadorian from Atlanta. Yes, Ashley. Maybe I've been to the, your McDonald's. I used to go to Atlanta a lot when uh, my bestie lived there. Here's a question. Do people ca- call Atlanta hot Lana? Uh, I never did. But like, but I don't white. know what the locals do. <laughs> <laughs> I am? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. What a real need to verify this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought I was translucent. I didn't think I was white. <laughs> Oh, that's the big news breaker of this podcast. Honestly, though, but um, I'm, I'm glad that no you guys idea. enjoy the or I'm, I'm glad that you enjoy the um, podcast during your data entry job. Hopefully it's not 
that monotonous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm glad we can get you through the day a little bit. I used to do uh, data entry as well, so I understand. Was that for bit. that organization that was under the table? <laughs> uh, no, it was for an internship. Oh, but okay. What organization under the table did I do? I mean, we talked about it like two podcasts ago. I don't remember. I like, don't like remember either. The, the place I that you worked so for that lives. you didn't know like what it was oh, for. No, when I was like their secretary slash whatever the hell I was. <laughs> yeah. Like who knows even what that was. Anyway, uh, what was your dream job as a kid, Ravioli? Well, okay. So my dream job was, and this is so stereotypical too, but I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to be a doctor because my grandfather was a doctor and I thought he was super, super cool. And I wanted to help people and blah, blah, blah. And then I grew up and I realized that you had to be smart to be a doctor. And everyone was like, Sam, you're smart. And I'm like, I, I know I'm smart. But then I had to realize I realized that you had to go to like 800 years of school to be a doctor. And then you were going to be like a billion dollars in debt. And I'm just like, I'm just right. going to go to art school. So then I did that instead. And I, you know, I'm still a billion dollars in debt, but and I'm still not a doctor. So I guess it kind of ended the same way. So. so if someone offered you that job now, would you take it? Hell yeah, I would take it. If someone offered me a job to be a doctor and I didn't have to go through school, I would fucking take it. Are you kidding me? Like, it I don't know what a scalpel is. It is nightmare that someone hands you a scalpel and <laughs> proclaims you a doctor. That's oh actually my, my worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, so when Joe gets his lobotomy, I'll be the one performing it. Deal. I'll let you do that. Oh, thank you. We're we're really close. <laughs> we're you really know, close. You know, you're you have a best friend when they'll let you do their lobotomy. So. <laughs> it's a really intimate experience as friends. So. That's a good. I think that's a that's a nice aspiration to have when you're young. Being a doctor, mm -hmm. you want to help people. Yeah, exactly. In your case, you wanted money as well. Yeah, I wanted money. And then I realized that I didn't <laughs> like talking to people either. So it was just it was not the job for me. Oh, I can't even imagine one of my. Uh, Good friends from high school is a doctor now. She's going through all of it. Oh. And oh my God, I don't think I could do it. Even the like, I would hear stories of, you know, dissecting the cadavers and everything. Mm. And as much as I enjoy like death and like seeing pictures of dead people and stuff, I don't want to like touch them. Yeah, because like, I mean, if you touch them, then you're going to want to like, you know, do their nails. Then you're going to want to kiss wanna... them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Do their nails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I I know that there's that like after death erection that happens, but I didn't know you were that into that, Joe. I'm not. I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> so, don't want that on my permanent record. Mm, anyway, the government's like writing that in a file somewhere right now. I mean, I'm writing it in a file. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Things Joe, the, things Joe has says that will ruin him. Dot txt. You're nine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, my dream job as a child. Yes, uh, I please. think I've mentioned it before. I always wanted to be an Egyptologist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I knew the university I was going to go to. I'm pretty sure it was Brown University has an Egyptology degree. I always wanted to go there. Get the degree and then do whatever I imagined an Egyptologist did, which is, just you know, just, worked in Egypt. It was a mix of like Laura Croft type stuff with like, you know, discovering cool stuff and getting 
I don't know, getting down and dirty with it. And I don't know. It just sounded really cool. I wanted to discover things. Ooh. Mostly. Uh, mm. But if someone offered me that job today, I would I would take it, but I would take it also knowing, oh, Egypt is a different place at the, this moment in time. Oh, I yeah. Think. <laughs> it's going through some changes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know. I think that would I think that would influence my decision. I may become an Egyptologist to teach it. Okay. But I'm not so sure that I would be cut out for field work. Here's what I think you should do. I think you should wait until everything <laughs> in Egypt kind of like <laughs> flows over. And then right. when they finally get a five-star Ritz-Carlton resort, then you can go to Egypt and you can like do, you know, like half a year there and you can just live in the Ritz and, right. you know, go outside once in a while with your 50 parasols and your SPF 500. I 100% need the parasol. <laughs> One, wouldn't even be a question. They do have that... Um, that I don't know if it's closed down or not. I've heard conflicting reports. But you remember that Pizza Hut that overlooks like the Sphinx and the Great Pyramids? Oh, yeah. I have always wanted to go there. Oh, God. That's I just like imagine that like, I imagine you flying to Egypt, going to that Pizza Hut, and then you're like, I've seen it all. <laughs> and then you fly back. <laughs> no, and then my, my soul leaves my body. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bury you in a pyramid. <laughs> and then they throw me in the pyramid. <laughs> That is literally my dream. That's I the mean, best I could hope for in life at this point, I think. They they could just they they could replace King Tut's mummy with just you right <laughs> after death. And no one would notice. Nobody would notice. Not they'd a soul. Be, they'd look at the body and they'd be like, I didn't know that King Tut's skin was that good. <laughs> We're basically twins. Basically twins. I mean, Even Joe, a mummy, years. you put them together and you really can't tell the difference. So. You really can't. It's it's astonishing. Well, that's a really good, uh, <laughs> a very, very good job, dream job that you had when you sounds were a kid. Like, yeah, sounds like we're both on good tracks with our lives. And now we're just both failures. So, <laughs> congratulations. We've also got this voicemail. Uh, Do we know who Indiana. it's from? Brandon, I believe, from Indiana. Okay, well then we'll play that now. Sam and Joe, this is Brandon from Bloomington, Indiana. And I have a question for you this week. If you could live in a fictional universe for 24 hours, which would you choose? And which character would you be? Would you rather live in a world of alien isolation and get chased by the bloodthirsty xenomorph? Or would you rather live in the world of Star Wars Battlefront and go head-to-head -head with Darth Vader? Now, there's no guarantee that you'll survive this 24-hour period, so that's something that you need to take into consideration. Um, I love the podcast, and as always, I'm looking forward to your answer. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brandon. I really enjoyed this question. Yeah, thank you so much. So basically, uh, would we rather live in the Alien universe or Star Wars Battlefront for 24 hours? Yes. With no guarantee that we're going to survive. I mean, I feel like that's a good that's a good little point that you put in there, because then we kind of have we can't be completely reckless in the universe for the 24 hours that we're in there. That's true. Um, and I, I I've always said I really wanted to be in a horror movie. Mm -hmm. But only if I had the guarantee that I would survive. So that's yeah, a nice so you don't have that guarantee twist. this time around. No, I don't have that guarantee. So mm -hmm. which universe would you want to be in? Oh, my God. Alien isolation all the way. Like, I don't care if I die. Like, I just I want to be in that locker for like seven hours, just like you. <laughs> and I just want to be just 
cowering in fear, pissing myself. Oh my God, it'd be such an experience. I want a time of how long I actually stayed in the locker through that entire Let's Play. That would be very interesting to know. Just like a compilation of the amount of time total that you were in lockers. (laughs) Instead of making a compilation of the best parts, just have a compilation of the locker parts. (laughs) Of just like you, like breathing into the microphone, just like, oh God, oh God, oh God. That's a good universe. But I guess so we are saying you would be in like that. Both of these universes are huge. Yes, obviously. So we are saying that you would be a part of the game world, right? Yeah, I'm assuming that like I would be part of the alien isolation universe, but like in the game, like it wasn't just like me in the universe, like hundreds of billions of miles away, like not near the xenomorph. So would you survive? Do you think? Um, I mean, I don't know if I'd survive. That's that's the kicker. Is like I'd probably fucking die. I'd probably get eaten by the xenomorph. Let's be honest. But mm-hmm. I would, I'd give it my best shot. That's for sure. Hmm. What Good about answer. you? I, I guess. I guess for me, like the more I'm more familiar with the alien isolation universe versus the battlefront universe, so that kind of plays a little point into it too. Right. But, you know, you you've been immersed in both universes plenty. So what's your pick? I think that I would choose, I'm taking into consideration the amount of times I've died in both universes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have probably already died more times in Star Wars Battlefront. I'm not good at it. I can fly. <laughs> I'm a great pilot. I'm amazing. You're great. Uh, you could say that I'm amazing. I'm not, you could like, say that Joe could actually drive a commercial <laughs> airliner into the I'm, ground. I'm actually not even that good in the in the flying, but mm. I'm better than I am in the ground battle. Um, so if I were in the Battlefront universe, I would definitely be a pilot. Mm-hmm. But I think I would also choose Alien Isolation for Ooh. the simple fact that it's more you're only dealing with like one enemy, not like a bajillion different lasers shooting at you or True. you know something like that. You have one thing to concentrate on. Exactly. And so if if I had this one objective just to like stay hidden or to, like, stay away from the xenomorph, like, run from point A to B. I think I could do that yeah. a little bit better. Although, I mean, are we going to spoil it if we talk about the end of that game? No. No, it's been, like, a year and a half or almost two years or something. Mm-hmm. So the whole station, like, blows up, right? Yeah, obviously. So we would either have to get off of that station or we would for sure die if the xenomorph didn't already kill us. And I think that both of us, knowing us, would have already died at that point. I th- oh, yeah. Long time ago. Positive the Xenomorph would get us both. Very true. But that we would have fun before then. I mean, but like the thing is, we're only in this universe for 24 hours. So if we survive for 24 oh, hours, that's true. Then we, we then we're done. Right. I'm assuming that's true. We only have to survive in it for 24 hours. OK. OK. Yeah. yeah, I could. I could. I think we could have a better chance then yeah. if we just like found a hole Still not a good chance, but a better chance. (laughs) That's very true. That is very true. The main question is, if you were there in real life, would you craft an EMP mine? (laughs) Is that shade? (laughs) You throwing some shade at me, Ravioli? See, you can't can't block the word EMP in the podcast, bitch. I would craft them just like I did in my videos. I just wouldn't use them just like in my <laughs> okay. videos. Gotcha. Okay. I'm glad we have that settled. Actually, I think I would be, I would be 
probably more inclined if it were me as a person to actually use objects because mm-hmm. they would be on my body somewhere you know That's i true. would see them i think i'd use them maybe i'd probably well, just actually find a hole and i would just crawl in it and pray nothing got me for 24 hours and I yeah would, that, i would i would stay in the locker for an entire 24 hours yeah i would poop in there i would do everything mm-hmm. yeah Tell well poop. good question yeah good question thank you brandon yeah, thank you so much. Um, do we have anything else to talk about for this week? Yeah, I guess that's all for this week. Oh my god. Well, you guys, the numbers coming up, etc. You know the drill. I've done this 81 times. Please call us because we always need more questions and weird moaning sounds from you guys. You can yes. call us or text us or send us a voice memo via our email, which is the show Sam and Joe at gmail.com. Um, check us out yeah. on Facebook, facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. Tweet at us. You know our handles, etc. Yep. Get a hold of us. We definitely need texts and voicemails, and we love getting them as well. And we love you guys so much. And if that's it, then I think I am going to probably crawl in a pit and die. Uh, so. Clean your room is what you're gonna do. I mean, I guess I'm already <laughs> in that pit and I'm already <laughs> dying. So are we all dying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right, that's the end. (laughs) We love you guys. Yeah, we do. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at the show SamandJoe.com. You can also donate to help us keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show. Also, you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with questions or comments. Or leave us a message on our Facebook at facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. We also want to say a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Aaron B. Albert H. Alex P. Allison B. Andrew W. Andrew M. Austin B. Brian M. Chris K. Krizelle. Cody C. David J. Emily T. Eric H. Feliciano D. Henrich B. Jonathan S. Jorge M. Kevin V. Kylon C. Martin M. Marvin H. Megan C. Pedro B. Robin C. Shelby A. Sophie S. Thomas G. Vincent L. William R. Zachy. And Pablo F. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on... The Show!